This is HPR episode 2915 entitled, Intro, My Recording Setup. It is the first show by new host Carl, and is about 21 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, my first HPR episode, a bit of an intro, and then a description of my recording setup. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello HPR, this is Carl. This is my first episode and I'm excited to uh, get it over with, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, We'll see how it goes. Um, At this point, I'm not sure if I'm going to get through to the end. I'd like to first quickly say thank you to to HPR and all the HPR contributors. Um, I've been, haven't been listening long, but uh, I've I've really enjoyed all the content and, and the diversity of topics. I'd also, uh, you know, especially like to say uh, thank you to Klaatu. You know, I, it sounds kind of corny, I guess, but I feel like he's the he's been the sort of the inspiration for me to even be sitting here uh, talking into this microphone right now, and you know, for sort of rekindling my interest in computers uh, generally and and Linux um, specifically, I guess. So, thank you, Klaatu. I don't know if you'll be able to tell or not, but I'm currently recording this audio on a different computer. Um, I'm using the same mic, but uh, it's a different uh, a different audio interface and, and actually a different computer. The interface I'm recording on now is a Yamaha GO46 Firewire interface, and it's, it's funny because I thought I would be able to tell you exactly when I bought it, but for the life of me, I cannot find... Um, I cannot find the receipt or the invoice in my email anywhere. And I posted about it on a forum that I used to be involved with back in the you know, the mid 2000s. And that site is, you know, now I, and I swear I just went to it a, a couple of weeks ago and now it's all jacked up and I can't access the post where I posted pictures of it. But I want to say it was about probably sometime 2007 ish, 2008. I bought this Yamaha Geo 46 that I'm recording with now with the intention of doing some digital audio workstation stuff uh, with the guitar and virtual instruments and things. So, yeah, so I bought it, you know, at least 10 years ago. Um, Didn't really use it that much. I did find another post where I posted about it on the Reaper forum, and that was back in 2013. And at that time, I was looking for a laptop that still had a FireWire interface, which were, were getting increasingly more difficult to find, especially new. I ended up finding one at the local pawn shop. It was a Dell E6410, and it, I, you know it was probably a like a 2009 model laptop. This this is again, you know, this is 2013. I'm talking about now. 
Uh, so it was four years old or so when I bought it, and I got it for like 125 U.S. dollars at the pawn shop. Um, I bought, maxed out the memory to eight gig, put an SSD in it, and I, I I used that laptop up until just very recently as as a daily driver laptop with Windows Seven on it, and and you know oddly for whatever reason it's not odd I guess but typical. Um, I didn't really use it for what I bought it for, which was the FireWire interface and this recording interface or audio interface. So fast forward again till for, you know, till six, eight months ago or so. And I decided that I was going to completely get rid of all my Windows instances, at least uh, personally, and switch over to Linux, which I did. And I decided to go with Fedora um, everywhere I could which is to say everywhere, I reloaded my nine-year-old Atom-based server with a headless, command-line-only, minimal install of Fedora, and that's been running very nicely. I reloaded that nine-year-old laptop I was telling you about with the FireWire interface. I reloaded that with Fedora and continued to use it. So you can probably see the trend that I don't refresh my PC stuff very often. The The next thing I did was uh, dig out a Chromebook, a 2015 Toshiba Chromebook that I bought from my wife back then. It had uh, a really nice 1080p screen on it, um, and she hadn't been using it because I got her a new laptop a while back. But So I dug that out. Of course, I couldn't find the, the charger for it, so I had to order a, a charger that charger came in um and i i put the like a new bios on the chromebook from mr chromebox and then loaded fedora on that chromebook which was you know it's only a 32 gig um fixed storage with four gig of ram and full full regular load of fedora with with gnome 3 on it and uh it it ran great, I thought. So now I'm daily driving this Fedoraized Chromebook, and the 6410 is in the corner collecting dust. Okay, so let's let's cut to the chase and fast forward to where I am right now. Um, picture, if you will, uh, a computer desk. On com- on that computer desk is a larger you know, 27-inch 1080p monitor and a docking station. Uh, the computer desk is not, it doesn't have, like, drawers either side. It ha- it's sort of open underneath and has shelves. And on one of those shelves underneath is the E6410 lot laptop I've been talking about. And uh, it has, it's plugged in, but it, it's plugged into its um, power adapter and to an Ethernet switch. Um, the lid is closed on it, and on top of the closed lid of the laptop is the Yamaha Geo 46. Actually, no, I lied about that. No, that's true. Uh, the Yamaha Geo 46 audio interface connected via FireWire cable to the laptop with the closed lid. Um, so my idea was that, well, I'm going to turn this 6410 into sort of a headless FireWire interface so that I can use this uh, Yamaha audio interface. And I'm going to remote into it and for X, you know, X11 for the 
couple of audio applications that I want to use over to my laptop. That way I can have basically a dedicated audio processor that's running very minimal, uh, a very minimal, minimal amount of software on it. Basically just the OS and whatever packages that I need to, to get like a DAW or an odd, uh, you know, audacity or something like that running and whatever dependencies it pulls in, there would be no desktop environment on it. So I wanted to keep, you know, and I'm not, arguing that this has any sort of logic to it necessarily, or I'm not going to back it up with benchmark numbers or anything like that, but just sort of intuitively, I thought that, Hey, you know, if I, if I'm going to use this laptop as a sort of a dedicated hardware interface or audio interface, um, then I want it to be running as little as possible and dedicate all the Ram and compute resources that are on it to the job of recording audio. So that was the idea. And that's what I did. So I installed um, a minimal version of OS of uh, Fedora on it. And uh, that was, you know, just the minimal base install. Plus there's a, a, a package option called standard, which is a few um, additional utilities. And then um, I also installed the headless management tools option, which gives you the cockpit web interface, which is nice. After that, so the workflow would go something like, um, you know, hey, I'm going to do some recording. Let me walk over to the, to the um, let me take my laptop. Well, one of the things I, uh, I wanted to, to steer clear of was having multiple computers around the house that had, uh, that I did different things on and that had, you know, I had files on some files on this one and some files on that one. And I mean, yes, I have a, a, a server, you know, that I can, I can dump stuff on and have a central uh, storage location, but just generally, I didn't really want to get into the habit of having um, some things on my laptop and using my laptop for some things, and then having this another computer that I use for audio work over at the desk. Um, so I thought that you know this idea of just using my laptop all the time and X11 forwarding a couple of windows from or application windows from the dedicated audio laptop over onto my normal daily driver laptop was, you know, kind of a nice compromise, I guess, even though if you really want to, if you want to get down to it, the, the recorded audio is on the other dedicated audio laptop. And I'll have to move that at some point, like this file I'm recording right now. But anyway, so, so yeah, I did the minimal, minimal install on the 6410 um, added a couple of extra packages, then installed, uh, you know, like audacity and let it pull in its dependencies. Um, I did some, you know, I, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I've got some notes written out and, uh, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure that everything I did was actually necessary to get some like getting the X 11 forwarding working and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to skip some of that. There's plenty of info on the web about getting that working. And, you know, they've only, it's only been, I don't know how long they've been doing X 11 forwarding, but 30 or 40 years. I don't know. So it's pretty well documented at this point, including the security flaws of it, which I, I don't particularly care about. So, so yeah, a couple of the other things I did, which I thought were you know kind of cool was one, I wanted to be able to close the, the lid of the laptop and not have it go to sleep. Um, and I also wanted to close the lid of the laptop and have it turn the screen off. Um, 
but I also I also did want it to bring the screen on when I opened it up again. And I wanted to I wanted to to turn the screen off just because I was planning on having it closed the majority of the time. So so yeah, so I found um file um Etsy under Etsy system D login login D dot conf and uh edited some lines in there um to ignore the, the switch lid so that prevented it from going to sleep. The backlight um I was able to basically echo a uh the you know echo the number one into sys class backlight intel backlight bl underscore power file and uh which which turns off the um turns off the backlight and then um i've got a little script with a udev rule that that gets triggered when the the lid switch is triggered to either turn off the backlight or turn on turn on the backlight um and that's all working great so i can close the lid uh the backlight goes off. The computer does not go to sleep. It stays up. If I do have to get into it for whatever reason, you know, the backlights will come back on again. Other cool thing, and I, and I can't remember if I mentioned it now or not, but, uh, you know, I didn't want to have to open, lift up the audio interface and open the lid and push the power button on the laptop to, to wake it up or to boot it up. So um, I enabled Wake on LAN in the BIOS and installed the WOL wall utility on my main laptop so I can come in I can come to the desk I can sit down I could dock and then send a wake on land signal to the to the laptop on the shelf underneath it boots up and then I SSH with you know tech x for x the x11 forwarding and and then start um, whatever application I'm going to use and it shows up on my laptop and that's you know, it's all, that's all working really well. And, um, I was going to, um, automate a lot of that so that it wasn't such a manual. I mean, it, it's really not even that bad, but you know, when you sit down, I wanted to, to have like a UDEV tr- uh, trigger or something when the ethernet port, cause normally on my laptop, I'm Wi-Fi connected. And I wanted to, when, when the ethernet port came up, I wanted it to trigger the wake on land signal and, uh, do some of that other uh, preliminary stuff. So yeah, I had all that working and it was, and it was worked surprisingly well. I was, uh, pretty, I was kind of surprised actually. Well, you, you know, if, if that worked well, then it should only work better on newer hardware. Again, you know, fast forward a little bit and after some late night eBaying and, um, a couple of months of, of window shopping, I and I've now, have I've now replaced the Chromebook with a with an HP ProBook that I got off eBay that I'm running Fedora on, and for whatever reason I have no idea why, um, but I bought another uh, FireWire interface on eBay, a Focusrite Sapphire Pro 24, which is what you're listening to me uh, recording on right now, and I just and I bought and also bought an, a little HP small form factor Pro Desk with a uh, Intel Pentium G4560 processor in it, 16 gig of RAM. And I got it specifically because it had a couple of um, half-height PCIe slots on it so that I could put a FireWire card in it, which I did. Which I did. I got a Texas Instruments-based, you know, because there's a whole... You start going down the the old post about FireWire and, and 
interfaces being very finicky about what firewire chipset cards you know the chipset on the cards that they like or don't like and um it was gen i guess generally considered that texas instruments offered the best compatibility and performance of all the firewire chipsets so i've got a, a pcie texas instruments based uh firewire card in there which i then later sort of also from ebay which i sort of later then found that you know firewire and and the timing between firewire sort of dying and pcie becoming a popular slot um there wasn't a lot of native i guess there's not a lot of native firewire chips or a lot of native pcie firewire chips so most of the texas for instance the texas instruments card uh that i have the chip that's on it is not a it wasn't for a pcie slot so the, there's a there's another pcie bridge chip on there so a pcie to pci bridge chip on that card which you know supposedly can cause some problems and i was seeing some x runs during my testing so i a via based firewire chipset card that is a native pcie chip um, and I got, I picked up one of those used on eBay for like $12 and I'm using that currently right now. And it does actually seem to be more stable and, uh, performs pretty well with both the, the focus, right interface and the Yamaha interface. So, you know, so what started, I guess, my, I guess what I'm trying to say here is what, what started as a, Hey, let me repurpose this old laptop I have as a firewire interface so that I can repurpose my old audio interface and well not repurpose but continue to use it and oh let me reload my wife's old chromebook with fedora and you know breathe new life into all of this old gear that all worked and it worked so well that i decided to buy a bunch of newer um yet still slightly old gear um, and and do it on that to to really no real obvious benefit other than it was kind of fun to do all the research and 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 buy all the stuff. So yeah, so that's I guess that's where I'm sitting uh, today with it. Um, HP ProBook on the desk here, plugged into a USB C dock, uh, which is driving my my second monitor and um, Ethernet cable connected to a switch under the desk which my small form factor pro desk computer is plugged into, um, which has the firewire card into it, which is connected to the Focusrite firewire interface. And I'm SSH'd into the pro desk from my pro book and X11 forwarding the currently using Reaper. Um, so I'm, I've got the Reaper window X11 forwarded to my monitor here and QJack control is running talking into my MXL mic condenser mic and so yeah I mean it's all kind of very exciting and and seems to be working and I think I think I'm going to make that basically it for this episode um I didn't mean I you know I don't even know if this is going to be listenable but I'm going to submit it anyway just to do it and, and, and say that it's done and that I did one. Um, I'm going to stop talking 
very briefly, and I'm going to wrap this up with uh, by recording it by recording on yet a third interface, and I'll tell you about that in just a second. Okay, and I'm recording again on interface number three, which is a Steinberg UR22 MKII, which is, I guess, Mark II um, USB interface. Same mic, same computer, USB interface. And I picked this interface up for like 75 bucks on Craigslist locally. Uh, gosh, I, don't, I, I should have looked back through my email to see how long I've had this one, but it's, it, it's been at least, I would guess, probably two, two years now. Kind of ridiculous. Um, I've got two FireWire interfaces, a USB interface, and I guess one could argue that I should just be using the USB interface, but there's and and you know not even bother with this FireWire stuff anymore. But there, you know, there's there are some people that still say FireWire was was a superior interface for uh, audio work. I don't know if that's still true. Um, I don't know if it was ever true. So I guess, you know, I guess I'm thinking that's about all I have to say for this episode. So I think I'm just going to end it right there. So now you've, you've got the rundown on my various pieces of uh, audio equipment here and computers and old laptops and my current setup. And I'm going to, I don't know, continue to tinker around with it. And uh, because the more you tinker around with the tools, the the less work you actually have to do. So hopefully this won't be my first and only episode. Um, I've got some ideas for additional episodes. So thanks a lot for listening and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.